This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. Sleepless claimed many by this point. They lie bundled up and unaware. Their minds turning images in their heads they can't control. Dreams and ideas and nightmares. Sleep comes easily for some. Not you, though. That's why you're here, to join us. And we never sleep. Take a moment to reflect, intrepid listeners. Think back to your youth. Surely there were times when the world around you seemed marvelous and inspired, a place meant for play. Simple things may have brought you joy, and you couldn't understand why adults behaved the way they did. Do things still have the same sheen of glory to them now? Or do you now see the cracks around the edges, the washed-out, faded side of familiar sensations and places, the sinister underbelly of old haunts? Tonight's play is a story of lost innocence, of the darkness hidden behind the endearing and the whimsical. Sometimes the ulterior motive of a place is better disguised, and sometimes the nature of a deception to a child is clearer. And then, there's Whimsywood. I've always hated road trips. I'm not using the term hate lightly either. As a child, the hours on end spent cramped in the back of a vehicle drove me to the brink of adolescent madness. The sound of the road always seemed just loud enough to make it impossible to carry on a conversation with my parents up front. That's how desperate I'd get for any break from the monotony. I'd actually wish I could hear my parents. We did this a lot, too. My family was all over the country, and my dad was terrified of airplanes, so driving became our only way to go. Sometimes my mom had the foresight to make the trips a little more bearable for me. For both of us, really. She'd buy a stack of comic books or a couple of new action figures and hide them until the day of the trip arrived. But being the inquisitive kid I was, I'd always find them beforehand, sabotaging the attempt. I guess I've just always hated waiting, really. But there's one trip in particular that always sticks out to me. The worst road trip I ever went on. And that one specific stop we made along the way. We were driving from our home in New York to Arizona to visit my grandparents. We'd stop at hotels along the way, and every so often we'd stretch out our legs at a rest area or playground or something, but the majority of my time for days straight was spent seated, upright, seatbelt on, enveloped in the unforgiving drone of tires on pavement. I'd read my comics days ago, and I was morose and cranky and looking for something, anything, to break the drudgery. 
I'm not sure what state we were in when I saw the first billboard. It was weather-worn, paint-peeling, almost covered by overgrown trees. Something largely unremarkable except for the image it offered. Mom! Mom! Look! There's a park! I see it! <laughs> Whimsy wood, huh? Look, look! It says games, rides, animals, and family fun! 25 miles ahead! I know, honey. Can we go? Please? 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 Well... Mom? I'd be okay with it. <sighs> Alright. If it's open, and we'll see how much it costs to get in. Yes! I could barely contain myself. I was so excited. That sign with its colorful balloon letters spelling out Whimsywood and its depiction of the upturned head of a unicorn promised a welcome change from the endless highway. (laughs) I watched the occasional car pass by and looked into their windows whenever possible. I looked for another kid like me, maybe one coming back from the park. If I saw even one kid with a a Whimsywood pennant, or an oversized stuffed animal, or even a simple smile on their face, I would know the park was open. Every car we passed was empty, though. Well, except for the grown-ups, but who cares about them? I tried to convince myself that the random sights at the side of the road were signals that the park was indeed open. A soiled baby doll with a hole in its face. A colorful blanket fluttering in the branches of a dead tree. Even a sock monkey reclining on the road's center divider line. There were enough children passing through to leave those signals, so I was more and more convinced that this was going to be awesome. After a while, a second billboard whizzed past. Same Whimsywood logo, same unicorn's head, same state of disrepair. Only this one had a wooden sign slapped on it that read, Open. Mom! Dad! Mom! Dad! Look! Yes, dear, I saw it. Well, I guess we're going. Yay! But only for an hour or so. Then we have to get back on the road. It wasn't long after we saw the final Whimsywood sign. At the end of a gravel driveway that trailed off a long way behind the tree line. The sign was in way better repair than the billboards, but it actually seemed even older. The lettering was hand-painted in an old-timey style, and the text beneath the unicorn's head differed slightly. Games of chance, mechanical rides, rare animals, wholesome fun for Junior and Sis. I remember my dad not liking the idea of taking the grapple stretch, but we went down it anyway. The road went past the tree line and then curved up a bit. When we crested the hill, I could overlook the entire Whimsywood property. Several cleared acres with short, long buildings, essentially acting as gateways between the downward-sloping driveway and the gaming booths, petting zoos, and carnival rides towards the back. I was probably vibrating at a dangerous frequency at this point, like I was on the world's biggest sugar rush. Wow, it actually looks pretty nice. Was expecting something tackier, with the road and all. Come on, let's go! (sighs) Hold your horses, we're almost there. Well, at least parking won't be a problem. Were you expecting more people? Less. The lot's about half full. Whimsy Woods definitely open. Told ya. Yeah, Whimsy Woods! Hey! 
Stick close to us, young man. We'll go together. Dad pulled the door open and held it for Mom and I. Me first, of course. There was a wooden box by the front door that simply read, Pay what you can. Parentheses, five dollars for everyone over three suggested. I thought I saw my dad slip in a ten dollar bill and thought about protesting my age, but I was too excited to get inside. The interior of the building was dark, lit by a row upon row of arcade game cabinets and neon signs that hung on the walls. The signs weren't for any specific products, but were more along the lines of general concept. Fun and groovy and tubular. Stuff like that. One that sticks out in my mind just confusingly read Superpower. I hadn't really been to an arcade yet at this time, so this had my jaw dragging on the floor. Now that we were indoors and there was no chance of getting backed over by a van, I was free to run around like a lunatic. I was quickly lost amidst the beeps and shrieks and computerized music of about a hundred video games. I checked them all out. A centipede game called Skull and Crossbow caught my attention the most. It had a little boy with a crossbow at the bottom of the screen, firing upwards as skeletons and skulls rolled across a graveyard, inching closer and closer to him. I ran back to my parents. My mom already had a handful of quarters prepared for me. I was playing it for a while, but I couldn't get very far without dying, so that fun was over pretty quick. When I returned to my parents this time, they were talking with a third adult. She was a squat, heavy-set woman with stringy black hair and nasty, neat black dress clothes. She wore a unicorn horn on her forehead, attached with an elastic band. Well, here's the boy. The round lady turned and leaned down to face level with me. Her face was wrinkled, worn, and old like the signs. She had a large, yellowish smile, and her breath smelled like urine. Hello there. Welcome to Whimsywood. He's shy. Don't worry. Come on, hun. Let's go see the rest of the park. It was nice talking to you. Have fun. Who's that? She works here. Couldn't get a word in edgewise. Well, you want to go on some rides? Yeah, let's go! For the next 15 minutes or so, I ran from one attraction to the next as my dad checked his watch. I didn't care. This was my one chance to actually enjoy myself. I wanted to take dad's watch and smash it. I wanted to stay here, not go to stupid Arizona. Eventually I ended up at the petting zoo. It had the usual affair, goats, chickens, and a hell of a lot of feces. An old man sat on a hay bale in the center as other kids around my age harassed the birds and acted wary of the goats. He was dressed a lot like the round woman, right down to the plastic unicorn horn on his head. After I did the customary amount of petting and stepping and shit, the old man beckoned me over and smiled. I kept a safe distance from him, 
but hesitantly I did approach. Psst. Hey, kiddo. Yeah? He looked down at the straw at his feet, and I did the same. Wanna see something interesting? And he swept it aside, revealing a motionless chicken underneath. Its head twisted several times around. Jostled by the old man kicking the straw, a few maggots twisted and turned out of the dead bird's beak. Shh! Don't tell the other kids. They'll all want to see. <laughs> I always loved animals. And even if I hadn't, it still would have been disturbing. I ran back to my mom with such an awkward gait that she instinctively knew to kneel down and catch me as I reached her. What? What is it? The, there's a dead chicken! Oh. It's under that straw by that man! Well, I'm sure he'll get rid of it. Sometimes animals get old and they pass on. Remember? We talked about that. But, Mom... Well, well, well. Welcome, Whipsy Wood Wee Ones. Hurry, hurry, hurry to Lumberjack's Timber Tunnel! All you little lumberjack and lumberjills, tunnel on over to the tunnel and get ready to laugh. <laughs> How about that? Want to go ride? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Maybe I had a short attention span then, but I quickly forgot about my unease brought on by the petting zoo and the old man as I walked between mom and dad, holding their hands as we made our way to the ride. The timber tunnel was like any given theme park tunnel ride. A metal track, a roller coaster style cart, and a long tunnel that the tracks led into. The mouth of the tunnel bore flat plywood trees and a stand-up cutout of a burly lumberjack that looked like it had been left out in the rain for about a century. It was faded and worn. Most of its facial features were missing aside from a thick beard. I got into the cart at about the back. Other kids were already piling in and there was a real sense that I might get shoved or kicked if I tried to work my way in any sooner than I did. Nearby, two people, in less than convincing pantomime unicorn costumes, pranced and trotted around, the lead man making whinnying and snorting sounds. Hey, do you mind if I sit here? Huh? Yeah, sure. I'm excited. Are you excited? This is gonna be great. Sure, sure. The kid who sat next to me was a dweeb to the max. Coke bottle glasses and a green and white striped shirt. If he had a smile any wider, his head would have fallen off. The round woman from earlier was standing by the cart, making sure everyone was safe and secure by manhandling them to see if they'd come loose from the cart. When she finally worked her way to the back where I was, she jerked and jostled me roughly, her hands darting from my arms to my chest to my legs and bumping my crotch in a way that gave me a fleeting feeling of extreme unease. It happened so quickly that she was already moving on before I could even croak out a word. Here we go! All the kids waved to their parents, who waved back again. My hands were solidly on the metal bars that held me in place as I started towards my parents, still dumbfounded by what just happened. Mom and Dad waved, their looks of happiness turning to concern just as I disappeared into the tunnel. Lumberjack Dan, Lumberjack Dan, a hard day's work for a lumberjack man. The music looped endlessly with no variation, and it was way too loud. 
the kids in front of me held their ears. The most just laughed. The dweeb kid next to me even sang along. We passed painted scenes of forest landscapes and little animatronic lumberjacks. They had just about the same range of animation as a desktop drinking bird toy. And they were about the same size. It was like being on a train in a miniature train set. We rounded the corner and the music started to speed up. I think the cart did too. Hey, I don't really remember. It seemed like it at least. The four scenes seemed like they were rushing by. Or maybe it was the fact that the miniature lumberjacks were moving faster. Blindingly fast. Faster than tiny pin toys should realistically be able to move without flying from their hinges. Now the music was screeching like a tape on fast forward and all the kids were covering their ears. I looked up as we moved on. Lumberjacks were cutting into things. Farm animals. Tiny lumberjacks had moved into small settlements of log hamlins and were relentlessly, eternally hacking away at tiny felled people. Blood spurts made of red metal wire jiggled this way and that as the murders commenced. Then the lights went out. The cart shook. It shook with increased severity like Someone jostled the front of the car, then the middle, working their way back. I must have been white-knuckling the safety bar by this point, because I swear I would have flown out if I hadn't. Something hit me in the jaw in the dark. It felt like a sneaker, but I couldn't tell. It just hurt. I ended up slipping beneath the safety bar and crumbling on the floor of the cart. I cried out, but the music drowned out everything. I reached for the kid next to me, but I felt only an empty space from wall to wall in the cart. Then abruptly, the music stopped. Sniveling in the dark, I remained quiet. I didn't even breathe deeply. I listened for any sign of where everyone had gone or why they'd left. All I heard was the sound like a restaurant full of customers obnoxiously slurping soup mixed with the absent, brainless chewing of a group of cattle. It wasn't loud, but in the darkness it seemed to echo all around me. The lights never came back home, but thankfully the cart kept moving. Soon I saw daylight as I emerged from the other end of the tunnel, still hunched down on the floor and clutching my swollen jaw. Assuming the danger had passed, or at least I hoped it did, I popped up my head and squinted in the sunlight. I was alone. Well, I, I mean, I wasn't just alone in the cart. There was absolutely nobody around. Not a single parent was there to greet anyone coming off the ride. I rolled out of the cart as it was still moving, frantic and nearly crying. I moved as fast as I could through the grounds, making a beeline away from the timber tunnel and towards the long building at the front of the park. The petting zoo was empty except for the animals. Everything was empty. The gaming booths displayed unguarded prizes. The other rides whirled and click-clacked with no passengers and no operators. As I moved through the arcade building, I made sure to stop at each row of cabinets to see if my parents had come in there for any reason. 
it was just as desolate as the rest of the place. When I reached the parking lot, there was my mom and dad walking towards the car. The other parents were here as well, doing much the same. Mom! Dad! They didn't even seem to register me. They just kept walking. I ran between them and took their hands, and they both gasped and looked down like I was some sort of stranger. Hey. Hey, where were you? Mom, I was in the tunnel. You left me in the tunnel. Wait, where were you going, Mom? The tunnel? The tunnel. We left him in a tunnel. Ooh, sure we did. Dad, you did! What's wrong with you? Come on, hun. I think you're tired. We'd better go. But you did! I went on the lumberjack ride and you left me behind! What? No. We just didn't know where you'd gone. We have to get back on the road anyway. Yes, you did! You watched me go on the ride! I know you don't want to leave, but we need to reach our next hotel before it gets too much later. I'm actually kind of surprised how nice that place was, even if it was a little rundown. Eh, it was alright. I hated it! Hated what? Whimsywood, Mom! It sucks! Whimsywood? Yes! What? The place we just left! Whimsywood! What is he talking about? I have no clue. We just left! Honey, we've been on the road the whole time. You must have dreamed it. But we just left! Mom, you were just saying... <sighs> Look, we'll find a rest stop and you can get your yayas out there. Poor guy is going stir-crazy. I never convinced them. To this day, I've never convinced them of any of it, even though we all got in the car and drove up that slope out of Whimsywood. Ten seconds later, they acted like they had never heard of the place. They acted as if there had been no interruption in the trip. I watched another car behind us that had just come from the park as well, without the child that had been riding along less than an hour earlier. Out of the passenger side window came a stuffed rabbit. A juice cup. A coloring book. By the time we reached Arizona, the combination of my parents' insistence that I dreamt it all, combined with the monotony of the remaining trip, had worn me down. I really started considering the idea that it hadn't been real. I almost had myself fooled until the trip home. On the way back, we passed the billboards again. Games, rides, animals, family fun, 25 miles ahead. My mom mentioned that I had been really good this whole trip and asked if I wanted to stop there for a bit. Much to her surprise, I declined. Hope you have enjoyed our course for the evening, dear guests. An extra dash of acetone was thrown on for flavor, and we hope it was a decent palate cleanser. <laughs> we bid you all a very good night, and until next we convene, pleasant dreams. <laughs> Hello, 
Midnight Marinera is a bi-monthly podcast written, produced, directed, and mixed by David King. This episode featured the voice talents of an enigmatic figure known only as Dead Palette, whose work can be heard over at youtube.com slash Tales, as well as the voices of Sam Rusk, Sasha Kuczynski, Edward Stafford, and Joe Rusk. Whimsywood is based on the original short story by Slime Beast. You can read this and other works of his at slimebeast.com. Comments? Suggestions? Musings about the rising cost of used coffins? Feel free to post feedback wherever you listen to this, or email us at midnightmarinera at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.